everyone continuing with our advertisement law series we present to you the second podcast where abhay and i will be talking about the various statutory provisions applicable to advertisements in the country and how there is a need for a uniform legislation that at the very least codifies all the legal provisions related to advertisements to enable advertisers to have all the provisions in one place and not make them cause through all the different legislations that are currently in force uh, the laws relating to advertisement can be broken down into various heads some of them are laws relating to the protection of the consumer and the society uh, and then there is the laws governing the media and there are also industry specific laws Let us first start with laws relating to the protection of the consumers and the society. Hello everyone. So we'll start off with uh, the Consumer Protection Act that being the primary act which is aimed at uh, protecting consumers. Now the Consumer Protection Act under section 2R defines un- what is known as unfair trade practices. Although the definition is very exhaustive if you have uh, if you look at it but it is an inclusive definition. It defines unfair trade practices as a trade practice which for the purpose purpose of promoting the sale use or supply of any goods or for the provision of any service adopts any unfair method or unfair or deceptive practices including any of the following practices then it goes on to list certain practices like the practice of making any statement whether orally or in writing or by visible representation which falsely represents that the goods or services are of a particular standard quality or quantity then uh, the other aspect is it makes a false or misleading representation concerning the need or for the usefulness of any goods or services a third is represents that the good or services have sponsorship approval performance use or benefit which such goods or services do not have and also goes on to make a false representation to the public as to the guarantee or warranty of a product and it when it specifically does not provide for such guarantee or warranty now these examples are only indicative and courts in india have always interpreted the definition of unfair trade practice in a manner so as to provide maximum benefit to the end consumers uh, exactly for example in the year 2015 the government of india dragged nestle india to the national consumer disputes redressal commission on charges of unfair trade practices with respect to its advertisement of maggi noodles in the petition filed before the ncdrc the government of india had claimed that uh, nestle india misled consumers by claiming that its maggi noodle was healthy as the tagline used by them was taste be health be when nestle had to withdraw the uh, noodles the product itself from the market on the allegations of high lead content uh, the government of india has claimed damages and penalty to the tune of 640 crores from nestle india and the case is still pending uh, before the ncdrc another very important consumer centric provision is section 53 of the food safety and standards act 2006 section 53 of this act provides that any person who publishes or is party to the publication of an advertisement which falsely describes any food or that is likely to mislead as to the nature or substance or quality of any food or gives false guarantee shall be liable to a penalty that may extend to 10 lakh rupees 
moving on to another important development with respect to uh, consumer centric advertisement laws is the food safety and standards advertising and claims regulations 2018 these regulations will be coming into force from uh, july 1st of this year and uh, they have been made with the aim of establishing fairness in claims and advertisement of food products and make food businesses accountable for such claims so as to protect consumer interests now these regulations prescribe in detail the kind of claims in respect to a food product that can be made by both food business operators as well as food marketers firstly the regulations prescribe general guidelines to be followed by both food business operators as well as marketers while advertising the product these general principles include the principles that the claim should be truthful unambiguous not misleading and should help consumers comprehend the information that is being provided other kinds of claims that the regulations seek to specifically prohibit includes claims that encourage or condone excess consumption of a particular food that state that a balanced and varied diet cannot provide appropriate quantities of nutrients as required by a, by the human body which is exactly the case with many health supplement advertisements as on this date any food item which has the words natural fresh pure etc as part of its brand name uh, must place a label stating that the name uh, as used in the label is only a brand name and does not represent the true nature of the food product now in addition to these general principles priya the regulations also prescribe the claims that can be made with regard as regards the nutritional value of the food or you know the added salt and sugar content of the food and any other claim related to the purported health benefits of the particular food item now while these principles uh were in respect of what claims can be made in relation to a food item one very significant change that uh this regulations brought, uh, bring about is that any violation of these regulations shall make not only the food business operator liable but shall also make the marketer liable now the definition of marketer as provided in these regulations would also bring within its fold celebrities who endorse such food products this would essentially mean that you know celebrities would have to do their due diligence their homework properly before they sign up for promoting any food brand or product now to give you an example the case of maggi that we just discussed that happened in the year 2015 now had these regulations been uh, enforceable at that point of time then if i remember correctly mr amitabh bachchan was the uh, brand ambassador for maggi when by virtue of these regulations he would also have been made accountable for any fault that was there with maggi exactly so moving on another lesser known but important law is the infant milk substitutes feeding bottles and infant foods regulation of production supply and distribution act 1992 this act prohibits any person from taking part in an advertisement or publication for the sale supply or distribution of infant milk substitutes infant foods or feeding bottles now infant milk substitute uh, is defined to mean and include any food that is being marketed or otherwise represented as a partial or total replacement for mother's milk for infants up to the age of 2 years 
and infant food is defined as any food being marketed or otherwise represented as a complement to mother's milk to meet the growing nutritional needs of the infant after the age of 6 months and up to the age of 2 years but however priya as you see advertisers have always signed have always found a way of going around these specific prohibitions for example nestle has a infant food product a baby product called nestlax now if you see the advertisement for this product at the beginning of the advertisement the first scene we see a mother who has just delivered her baby sitting on the hospital bed the next scene we see is a nurse bringing her uh, bringing to the mother her infant baby and as soon as the mother takes the baby in her arms she starts breastfeeding her now the next scene of the advertisement is a little into the future where the baby is grown up and apparently the baby as you can see from the ad is more than 2 years old and that is when nestle comes and says that when your baby crosses the age of 2 years that is when you would require to feed your baby the uh, nestlax product so that he or she gets the additional nutrients that are particularly required so if you see this advertisement is uh, ticking all the right boxes to ensure that it does not fall foul of these uh, prohibitions under the infant milk substitutes act that is a very creative way of going about it moving on another particular statute that places restrictions on advertisements is the indecent representation of women prohibition act 1960 this act specifically prohibits the publication of any advertisement which contains indecent representation of women now the act defines indecent representation of women as the depiction in any manner of the figure of a woman her form or body or any part in such a way as to have the effect of being indecent or derogatory or denigrating women or is likely to deprave corrupt or injure the public morality or morals which is quite a broad definition so most of the ads most of the product whose ads would be you know uh, uh, can be brought within the purview of this are ads relating to the sale of contraceptives like condoms but if you see contraceptive manufacturers condom manufacturers have found a way of being very creative where instead of having to objectify women in order to sell their product they are selling the idea of having safe sex so that is a very creative and innovative way of going about it so this is basically because of the awareness about this law and uh, the manufacturers have in the right way try to avoid uh, being a violator of this exactly law. now moving ahead uh, other products whose advertisements are specifically prohibited include cigarettes and other tobacco products under the cigarettes and other tobacco products prohibition of advertisement and regulation of trade commerce production supply and distribution act of 2003 now uh, as we all know alcohol advertisements are not uh, really shown on the tv and the reason for behind it is because they are prohibited under rule 7 of the cable television network however advertisers have always found the concept of surrogate advertisement very handy in order to advertise alcohol products now surrogate advertising is the concept whereby a manufacturer advertises products whose advertisements are specifically banned in the disguise of another product to give you an example advertisements by various alcohol brands by like tubeox kingfisher backpiper etc whereby they sell their packaged water or soda are examples of surrogate advertising now we will be discussing more about surrogate advertising in the next podcast the uh, another very important act that we have and i would assume that it's i would assume that it's a little less known is the drugs and magical remedies objectionable advertisements act of 1954 Now this act specifically prohibits the advertisement of any magical remedy or drug that claims to you know cure any disease 
that ails any human being or any animal. Now the definition if you see of magical remedy under the act includes a, tal a talisman, a mantra, a kavach and any other charm of any kind which is alleged to possess miraculous powers for the diagnosis, cure, mitigation, treatment or prevention of any disease in either human beings or animals. Now drugs under the act are further defined as a medicine for the internal or external use of human beings or animals any substance intended to be used for or in the diagnosis, cure, migration, treatment or prevention of disease in human beings or animals, any other article other than food intended to affect or influence in any way the structure or any organic function of the body of human beings or animals or any other intended article for use as component of any medicine, substance or article. Now thus we see that advertisements which would intend to sell any drug or magical remedies as understood within this act would be in violation of this particular act. Now examples where advertisements can really be brought within the fold of this act includes advertisements that we usually tend to see along uh, when we travel along railway tracks and on, on highways. Uh, people where you have people claiming that you know uh, Dr. X and Y or Hakim X and Y or where you know Hakims and you know practitioners of tra traditional medicines they claim that they can cure everything and anything under the sun from ranging from dwarfism to infertility. Yes, specifically in smaller cities, we tend to see a lot of these ads. Anyway, whatever we've discussed so far were certain specific prohibitions in respect to specific products. A very important concern for advertisers would be the really broad and overarching advertisement code provided under the Cable Television Networks Regulations Act 1995. Uh, so, some of the uh, principles that have been outlined in the code is that advertisement should not offend uh, morality, decency or uh, religious sentiments and uh, also that no advertisement which endangers the safety of children or creates in them in any interest in unhealthy practices or shows them begging or in an undignified or indecent manner shall be carried in a cable service. Now, as you can see, this is a very broad definition and such a broad definition actually enabled the government of India to ban condom advertisements across the country from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m., which is probably not in the best interest of the country. Exactly. It's high time that, you know, we should realize that advertising is a big business and it involves huge amounts of money and resources and people. And therefore, the need of the hour seems to be a codification of all the applicable laws in one place so as to make the life of advertisement simpler and the codification will not only help advertisers but it will also help consumers because one codification in one place will also enlist the uh, redressal mechanisms and the uh, provisions that consumers would have under law so as to get a remedy in course of any uh, in the event of any dispute now uh, another area where the current advertisement laws in india really lack is advertisements in the social media and like i said currently Laws in India are inadequate to deal with advertisements which happen over social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram and everything. Uh, to give you an example, there is this trend where celebrities in Instagram, more so in Instagram I have seen, pr promote products and they promote products by saying that you know, oh we are, uh, you know, naturally we use this product out of our own habit and likes and everything. But all the while they also have this practice of, uh, they take money to advertise these products. Now any law that that might come up in the future to uh, codify all the uh, aspects of advertisements also has to take into account this particular aspect of social media advertising as well. 
thank you for listening to us i hope uh, we hope that this uh, podcast was useful in understanding the multiplicity of laws that are currently in force in the field of advertising and uh, in the next podcast we'll be talking about the different concepts of advertising such as comparative advertising and surrogate advertising thank you everyone